Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18plusbegambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Game Day Podcasts from Talk Sport. Subscribe on Acast, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Game Day, the record book. Welcome once again um, to the Record Book Podcast on the Game Day channel with me, Danny Kelly, and Tom Rennie. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm the same. Danny, I'm the same. Oh, I'm all I, right. I'd like to think about five out of ten. Yeah. Um, it is, it, we've just been discussing uh, before we start. And thank you very much for joining us, incidentally, and downloading um, this this rear end, this rump of a podcast, if you yeah. like. Um, it, how weird it is. We've all now got brilliant new ways with which to communicate with each other but absolutely nothing to actually communicate. Um, so we'll, we'll let, lash straight into the football. And it's a moment here. And I know Tom has got one million things he wants to say. He is, incidentally, for those of you watching, <clears throat> not in Technicolor, wearing a hat. Um, mm. It's a Boston Red Sox hat, if I'm not mistaken. Very and good. it's very good of him to join in. I, of course, will be blowing his Boston Red Sox hat out of the water very soon with a choice of tipfers um, that I'm going to adopt in just a few minutes' time. Uh, for those who are not regular listeners, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> let me just start by saying that um, today is a great, it's a great day for me um, because for the last 20 years I have been laughed at by ill-shod street urchins, literally idiots have laughed at me in the street because every time the World Cup comes around and there's an argument and corruption about where it should be, I have suggested that we should do it on a specially constructed World Cup island, preferably somewhere in the North Atlantic, so that the temperatures will be good for the summer World Cups. Um, what you do is that you uh, put a few hotels on it, big stadiums, good airport, and three years out of four, it's left there as a bird sanctuary. Um, and then one year out of four, it explodes back into life um, as a place for the World Cup, hence so you have no bidding for it, and the World Cup isn't corrupt. Um, I've called this for many years the World Cup Island um, without any great imagination. And then when I realized that no one was ever going to take notice of me, I decided I would call it Danny Kelly's World Cup Island. I was actually going to take the credit for it since it was never going to get built. But in the last 24 hours, Tom, we see that the Premier League is about to be finished in what is essentially World Cup Island. They are listening to you. Are you in the meetings? Were you there midweek? Is this your pitch? Well, that's another thing. These, these meetings they have on a Friday in the Premier League, why don't they televise them? They would be absolutely fantastic. A, it could count towards their TV contract with Sky, which they're all so worried about. And B, um, if they've got nothing to hide, it's also transparent. The reasons why Club X and Club Y want to do this and that. Televise the blinking thing. 
It'll be tough to do that considering David Gold is in these meetings and he's in his mid-80s. And I've had Zoom conversations with people in their mid-80s. It takes about 45 minutes to get him to turn it on. So be, have we got the time? Be, but to be fair, my, my mum, uh, it, we have a massive family Zoom on a, uh, it tends to be Wednesday evening. You're so um, modern. I know, but there's, and it, there's a lot of screens because a lot of us. She has only taken literally three, three Zoom meetings. She's worked out now that when you shout, you, bec you become the biggest picture. And so she, she whereas for two weeks, she just sat there um, and sort of nodded and waved at people. Now she waits for a gap in a conversation and bursts out some question or other about a wedding that's happening in September um, in order to dominate the conversation. So they can learn people over 85. I want to watch I that. That's what should be televised. Not the Premier League meeting, the Kelly family meeting. This oh, has got late night Channel 4 written all over it. Oh, it's terrible. It tends to be about how bad everyone's hair is looking. I'm um, including <laughs> my niece who uh, takes an hour in the morning. She works in the City of London. She takes an hour in the morning to straighten her hair. Now, no amount of telling her, but proved by the recent Zoom meetings, she looks so much better when she lets it just go like a lion. Um, and the idea of ironing your hair straight. Now, where were we? Oh, I actually yeah. did think you were wearing a hat because your hair is so like tall and spiky right now. I'm used to seeing uh, you quite well groomed and well trimmed. Yes, it looks um, a little um, bit like half a crown. Yes, my hair, my hair where it does grow in, in white tufts grows like wildfire. Um, so if you ever take you know, a dandelion in four, in four, if you after you give it the first blow to see what time it is, that's how my head would look. It's normally. a bit like you've just started going down the roller coaster and the picture's been taken. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So this thing about Australia then, and, and yes. all going to Australia, World, Danny Kelly's World Cup Island in Perth, a starter for you, Tom? Um, the fact that they're going to fly 20 squads to Perth, um, and then they're going to play at several venues, not just one venue. They're not a country that don't have coronavirus in any way, despite this agent that's repping this story. Uh, something Williams, Gary Williams, it's his idea, this agent guy. Um, no element of this makes sense, but it makes about as much sense as finishing the season at eight neutral venues for 20 teams. And unsurprisingly, you know, the bottom sticks have gone, well, hold on, we're going to lose our five home games that might keep us in the league. We'll take relegation away and uh, we'll do it. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 that's the problem, isn't it? You know, by the time people listen to this podcast, things will have moved on again. But at the moment, they need a two-thirds majority for any of these things to go through. And the idea of, I may be so bold, West Ham volunteering to play their precious home games, all the, the string, the thread by which they're surviving the Premier League hangs on, you know, at Oldham's ground, it's just not going to happen, is it? To be fair, though, if West Ham were playing in a venue with no fans and no atmosphere, no players would notice the difference. But the other teams, <laughs> they may well have an issue, like the Amex. Uh, Paul Barber's been on TalkSport all week. He seems to be talking non-stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like the new Graham Norton. He's on TV and radio so much. But, you know, he... He's the only barber we have access to these days. Boom, boom. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> um, but he's absolutely right. Why would Brighton give those games up? Why would Watford give those games up? To what end? To play our last three games of the season at London Stadium? No. It, it, it makes no sense. But I, I do what I said this three or four weeks ago. If you take relegation off the table, you watch everybody fall into line and say, let's get these games on. Sure. Um, and I, I think that's going to be the only way it's going to be agreed, I'm afraid. And I think um, I'm, 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 I'm not sure where we're going with this. Um, I think we're going to end up with a really horrible fudge um, like... Uh, the season will be voided. Liverpool mm. will be awarded an honorary title. They can probably wear half a star on their on their shirt or something. Um, you know, because if you if you if you if you say we're not going to relegate anybody, you can't announce champions either. Then can you? 
I don't know. I don't know. I think you've got to come to, I've always thought from the, the moment this began, you've got to come to a solution where people get rewarded and they don't get punished. And so there are rewards for winning the league. There are rewards for finishing in the European places. I'm happy with points per game for European places. I'm despite not. the protestations of like Arsenal fans, it, it's not the same thing as getting relegated. Like it's not the same sort of punishment. So get that all sorted. Uh, and then relegation, get it off, bring up three from the championship. They can have a playoff at the end of the season, bring up the top two. We're all happy and we all get our game no, back. No, we're not happy then. The teams who are in the race for Europeans won't have that. that that's not going to work either. But that I'm doesn't just make saying. any difference to, to, for, to, to, if you finish in Europe or you don't, then there's going to be a point where actually it doesn't matter that much, does it? And well, I mean, without getting two, this there's no transfer window, the is there? The, 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 this podcast not normally the place or whatever's left of this podcast, the, the sort of smouldering ruins of a once great podcast. Whatever we're doing now. It's not the place for the details, is it? But uh, um, the trouble is, just as teams have won a budget to go down, they, they budget to finish in the Champions League, however foolishly uh, mm. that may be. We'll see what happens. Now, one place where football is going on, and I know people, particularly the fans of the under-siege Red Lions, are desperate to know how it's gone this week in Taiwan. Fabulous results this week. Uh, and I've got to tell you, I've been doing some research for you. I've good. been butchering... Yeah, but I'll, just, I'll come back in a second. You're gonna, you, it's time for a hat, is it? We should yes, do a hat do. change first. Yeah. And there's no way of knowing if this is a hat or... <laughs> Where's Danny got? He's now camouflaged. Oh. But, but hats with a camouflage print on it is one thing. This is a ghillie hat where the, ca the camouflage is three-dimensional. I've got actual leaves all over my head, haven't I? A listener from last week did get in touch to say they would send you uh, from last week's show one of those little mouthpieces that makes the duck quack. Oh, I, which I would saw go him. perfectly with this, I, shirt, this hat. Indeed, it would, and I thanked him very much on, on Twitter. I'm awaiting um, with through the good offices of the Canadian Post Office. And he's he sent him from Canada, isn't he? <laughs> That's the only place they sell them, I think. I don't yeah. think you can actually buy them in other countries. I'm not I sure. Think, I think I replied to his uh, very very kind uh, uh, tweet with just the single word "quack." And I hope he understands the positivity of that. He can translate it. He just blows through the thing the other way and it works, comes out in English. That's how they work. Um, Taiwan Premier League? Yeah. Up for it? Yeah, yeah. So, and Tupes, who I've butchered every week, N-T-U-P-E-S. I've actually oh, found your, out what that means. this is research. Okay, cool. I've done good. some research. It was almost 30 seconds of research. Mm -hmm. That is actually the name for the National Taiwanese University of Sport. Uh, oh. So I'll be calling them as such from this point. Uh, so the results from the Taiwan Premier League week are as follows. Four are as follows. Tainan City nil, Taichung Futuro one. Tatung five, the National Taiwan University of Sport one. Tapai Red Lions one, Tai Power six. Oh, they got, they're going, they're going. Useless, absolutely terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the $7 billion worth of bets going on the league next week should probably not go on the Red Lions. Also, Hang Wen won Ming Chuan University, nil. So the Red Lions, another terrible defeat for them. Bottom um, of the league, no points, four defeats, uh, three scored, 17 conceded. Is that, is that they can't not keep great. clean sheet, can they? Not um, great. I mean, I, I know I've got nothing to do myself here or from one end of the week until so this podcast comes around. You can't imagine how to lie to them, see your face and that of Jeremy. And these are words you never thought you'd hear, are they? No one's ever said I'm that to so me. I'm so delighted to see your fizzogs there uh, on the screen. Um, but of course, we need to research. There must be somebody English out there in Taiwan either playing or coaching in these leagues. We must find them out. We may even, Jeremy, I'm looking at you, get them on the show. Seems What's unlikely from Jeremy's face he's going to be working no, on that this week. But we'll find it out. Absolutely not. 
<laughs> um, what have you got for us? I've got loads of little tidbits for you uh, yeah, to good. get your view on. Um, this show is going to go out on the Monday, uh, Monday the 4th of May. May the 4th mm-hmm. be with you. Um, and there's a great story coming from Italy because they're going to be relaxing some of their lockdown measures. Now, everyone's favourite paper in Italy is the Gazetta dello Sport. Everyone mm-hmm. loves it. James Richardson, big pink paper, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hitting the newsstands for the first time this Monday as we record the programme. And to celebrate the fact they're back on sale again to all people who buy it as a way of raising everyone's spirits, they're giving away a free Italian flag. And also the first page will be a poster of the 2006 World Cup final, which of course they won. Oh, amazing. That's fantastic though, isn't it? All of that is good. It is nice. I mean, it's not something I'd probably leave the house for. If I've been under lockdown for seven weeks and they say, like, you can get out of the house now, you can either get milk, bread, medication, or an Italian flag in a post of the 2006 World Cup, I think I'd probably stay at home. I don't know about that. I think there's a, there's a kind of... We'll see, actually. I, 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 I agree. We'll, we'll see what people value when, when we come out of this. What um, flag would you leave the house for, Danny? Um, the, the, that of the Ivory Coast. <laughs> um, because, of course, it serves two purposes. Um, you can support the Ivory Coast at football, or if they do badly, you just turn it upside down. It's the Republic of Ireland, isn't it? Or so if you're Russian, Coat de, Coat go out and get a Netherlands flag. Yeah. Exactly the same exactly. thing. So you get t- two runners in the race, so to speak. Double flagging. What else, Tom? Um, one of the great stories when there was a football season, uh, by great stories, I mean petulant, horrible stories, was when Paris Good. Saint-Germain knocked out Borussia Dortmund from the Champions League. There was Neymar, Git, and all the rest yeah. of them all doing the infamous Erling Haaland um, meditation pose. And they did Buddhism it in pose, yes. Room. They did it on the field over and over again. Now, Erling Haaland is, I think, still 19, maybe 20 yeah. now. He was certainly 19 last time I checked such things. Uh, and he was asked about it this week in an interview uh, somewhere in Europe, I'm assuming in Germany, uh, and translated, he said they asked him if he was upset by the Paris Saint-Germain players doing this. And bearing in mind, he's probably the youngest person involved in this whole story, him and Kylian Mbappe. And he said, no, I wasn't upset, to be honest. I think they helped me a lot to get meditation out in the world and to show the whole world that meditation is an important thing. So I'm thankful they helped me do that. That's very good of him, isn't it? That's pretty good of him, isn't it? And it's very good for you to bring another hat in. It's a fascinator you're wearing now. I'm wearing a fascinator. Maybe it's not the right way around. You probably can't. Oh, that'll probably make, make it much better. There you go. Is it a Sunday? It is indeed a Sunday. A hat that my better half wore. Oh, excuse me. Ooh. Now my hat's fallen on the microphone. You need um, a little bit more hair at the front to hold it on. <laughs> That's what the fascinators are for. But I was trying to hold it at the front so you could see it. It is the uh, fascinator that my better half wore to my brother's wedding in September last. You remember we could go out, um, go to weddings, drink, dance, etc. Um, it's, it's, it's an ice cream cone. It's very good, isn't it? It, it is very good and appetizing as well. It's, yes, it seems I'm... like when you get towards the dregs of a wedding, it's the kind of thing that maybe Uncle Bill would lick. Yeah. Um, you, you realise I am actually Uncle Bill in those scenarios, don't you? Yeah, I knew you were. Yeah. I think of yeah. you as the Uncle Bill of this podcast. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, but that's nice. Do you, did you feel like you learned a lot from med- about meditation from the Paris Saint-Germain players? Do you think Neymar meditates? Um, I think he thinks about himself a lot. If that's the same thing. Um, that, that whole uh, Paris Saint-Germain group of players... Um, and I know that Spurs keep buying players from that club, but overall, I think they are an exact illustration of why some of these projects out of the Middle East just go completely bang. 
I've used the analogy before, I'll say it again. They're a Fabergé egg, aren't they? Absolutely stunningly beautiful on the outside and hollow as a bell inside. Um, and the, the, way, the way their players react to those of Dortmund, who, let's be honest, are a very honest group of young players by comparison with the multimillionaires of, uh, I'm not sure they're not badly healed themselves, but compared to PSG, PSG will never win the Champions League. No. They will never have enough heart in that club to win the Champions League. How would and you feel if the hollow bell Neymar signed for Spurs? I always wonder that. I don't think he's a good enough player. I, just, I, I think, I mean, he's a, he's a decent player, but isn't he massively overrated? Would he get in the side in front of Eric Son. Lamella? Uh, yes, he would. Yes, he would. But, but what would you, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned Eric Lamella because, of course, he's a throwback to the 1980s where even the most creative player um, had to be a clogger. Eric is when Spurs decide that the game needs to be a change of direction, i.e. we need to kick these at the oppo, they bring Eric on, don't they? Because even though he is a winger, and it, to use an old-fashioned phrase, being Argentinian and without wishing to racially stereotype any group or nationally stereotype, he just comes on and clogs people. The man's a hacker. He's a He's not the creative forward you think he is. He's a no. full-on thug, and I love him for it. Yeah, that's why he's good, yeah. Now, Neymar, unfortunately, his, um, his reputation is... is Far, far outweighs his actual abilities, or certainly uh, his achievements. And when he was being built up to be the next Lionel Messi, I'm not just, I mean, beggar's belief, actually. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides, and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. I'm, and, glad and, you, and, I'm glad you mentioned a bit of uh, the Middle East here, uh, Paris yeah. Saint-Germain, because I've got to just briefly raise this story. So as we record the show, Newcastle has still not been bought by the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. It's ongoing. Uh, right. But there is already ownership from the extended 700 people in the family family of the crown prince of saudi arabia in the premier league in sheffield united uh, prince abdullah uh, is the owner of the blades and there's a great story this week uh, that i absolutely love this so amnesty international are involved in this as you know they've they've mm-hmm. raised concerns about the purchase of newcastle united well media house international have contacted amnesty international and clive betts who's the mp for sheffield south east and a member of the all-party parliamentary football group to probe the sustainability, according to the son of the Prince and Blades chairman uh, who is running the club. And in their document, they have written, 
How does someone such as Prince Abdullah run Sheffield United without Saudi influence? Now, his, now that his much more important cousins are running a rival team. I would not imagine that Newcastle losing to Sheffield United will be an event taken lightly, given Saudi Arabia's track record for knee-jerk imprisonments of various royal family members, essentially suggesting that if Newcastle yeah. beat Sheffield United, Prince Abdullah might be going to jail. I mean... I, I, What's going I must... on here in this world? I, I, I saw that story and I thought about myself. I've gone pretty far in criticising the Saudi royal family on radio and, and everyone, in fact, in the street, if anyone asks me. Um, but this, the idea, I suspect that um, they're going, something's going to be frog-marched off to one of their, no doubt, um, terrible Lubyankas, uh, just because their one football team's bitten the other. I'm not sure, actually, but though the stuff that does go on, the poor old journalist in the Turkish embassy, yeah. etc., tells you that story um, is... It's far-fetched, but not impossible. So we'll joke uh, until it happens. Like so much in 2020. An absolute laugh until it actually comes down. <laughs> um, let, me look, let me look at the list of things. Just, what happens here, listeners, I'm so glad to have you along for the ride, is that uh, I spend the week looking for new hats to wear, and Tom produces a massive list of interesting things to I talk about. I have got about. another hat for you. I oh, yeah, let's have it. Let's have it. My Boston Red Sox hat comes off. Which is very nice. I like a baseball hat. To be replaced by... Ah. Eh? Very, very good. Now, old man in pigeon loft style. Very an, good. An old man should be wearing a barber jacket covered in various animal feasties. Flat cap. <laughs> Indeed. Um, which, which all of us own one now. And whenever we, th we realise how bad it is, you have to get piggy blinders. Piggy blinders. I look like piggy blinders. That's how I justify my. I had this hat pre-Peaky Blinders. This oh, is very you? much my Romford Market Saturday morning hat. Uh-huh. Free was a pound. Free was a pound. Like that. Have you, you know? have you ever three had apples a, for a pound. Have you ever, ever sold anything on a, on a market stall? I have worked at Romford Market selling fruit ah. and veg. Uh, oh, and yeah. That was, and I don't think that was the right price, but that's all you basically do. You have a, a bowl, a silver bowl, and you go, Free was a pound. Like that, and people come over and assume that's English, and you buy stuff off them. That's my it. local market in Islington is Chapel Street Market, which is now a, a, a pale shadow of its former self. You could say a bit like this podcast, um, but at the time was a thriving, thriving market. My sister uh, ran the HR department in Marks and Spencer's on the very corner of the market. In the summer, when she had the window open, her life was destroyed by a man selling tomatoes because from half seven in the morning until half seven in the evening, he would describe to the passing housewives how firm his tomatoes were and he did it with a shout at the street cry of they're rock hard mum they're rock hard salad mum they're rock hard salad tomato they're rock hard salad mum for 12 hours a day <laughs> now you must recognize this street cry they're rock hard salad mum you, you don't need to make any literal sense. You just need to have the right intonation in your voice. Of course. That's all you can need. Can I ask you? you I mean, you're a much younger man than me, Tom. So when you were working on the Romford Market, on the, on the uh, vegetable uh, stores, mm. with what I understand is called a flash. The, uh, the business when you pile them all up in a, at a 45 degree angle, I'm told it's called a flash. Were you still doing the prices on those placards that you stuck with a big pin. Yeah, and you, you write a million pens. So and, you've and got a, like six six bushels of grapes. But there was a really like special pounds. way that they used to do it. Like the, the figures themselves, like four, if it was four shillings or four, four pence, they very thick down one side, then getting thinner at another. See, I was only there for like two weeks. Yeah. Not enough to uh, learn the full trade. See, I just I got a Sharpie out and wrote it. 
I seem to know more about the rock hard salad trade than you do now. But, but I can tell you how to steal apples from your employer and get fired if you need help. Okay, well, I'll, then I'll swap you one day off air with my story of how many T-shirts when you're a thinner man than I am now when you can take from your employers when you worked for a clothing company on a Saturday evening when you would enter um, uh, looking like a stick man and leave like Billy Bunter because the amount of clothing you were wearing. Mind you, they were paying me nothing, so I don't, I don't really regret it. Yeah, if you're working, if you're volunteering, steal what you can. That's the Danny <laughs> Kelly mantra. Yeah, that's how I've got where I am today, of course. Yeah, I'll say you got that fascinator, isn't it? I essentially, I've stolen whatever Howard Stern has left on the table. <laughs> Go on, I'm bigging myself up there, aren't I? Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have one more bit. Um, Make sure it's rock hard salad, though. This is rock hard. Uh, this is from my friend Charlie Stilitano's podcast this week. Gareth Bayer was a guest on it, and he was asked about going to MLS. Uh, and I love this answer so much, I wanted to bring this to you. He said, MLS, oh, it's a league on the rise and continues to grow. Many players want to come to MLS right now. It's definitely something that I'm interested in doing. A brief pause, and he says, I love going to LA. I also really love playing golf there. So it may well be on. <laughs> yeah, no, no wonder his, his, I mean, I love Gareth, but of course I do. But no wonder his, uh, his teammates get fed up with him because he can't end any sentence now unless it's got Cardiff or golf in it. Yeah, um, like you could, you could even hear in the, when he was talking, he's thinking, do I want to go there? Do I want to go there? And he's thinking about, oh, a beautiful course in Orange County I played oh, once. Oh, yeah, yeah. lovely, yeah. Yeah, I could go there, yeah. yeah. I could play golf there. Listen, it's been a pleasure and a joy. Thank you, Tom. Um, we'll do this again next week, I think, yes? Why not? Till then, everybody, I say thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Tom for doing this with me. Keep safe. God bless you all. Bye-bye. And we'll see you in Perth. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 